When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Friday, February 23rd. Welcome to the show. Brent Costello here, Salamanca Studios, alongside Tim Payne. He's back. The skipper's Brent, here. Well, how are you, pal? How are you, more to the point? Very, very well, thank You're you. refreshed after your little holiday, wherever um, you were. I don't well, know where you were. It was a holiday, but yeah, no, it's nice to be back. Good. I like being in studio you do. with you. It's, it's good. I missed you the week before in America. We had a bit of a... Bit of a delay. delay. Yeah, we did. Your mouth was moving on the screen, but no <laughs> volume, which I actually didn't mind, Hamish, if we could organise that more. Um, but no, happy to be back. What have you been up to? Um, not a lot. He's been warm. You have been bored this week. As yeah. you said, <laughs> Hammer and I have copped a barrage of text messages. It's you been did. extraordinary. Well, I feel for Hamish, though, because he, he still doesn't get me. Does he? I think he thinks I'm serious 99% of the I, time, or it's probably I'm serious 1% of the time. I won't reveal what we were discussing yeah. in the said text messages, but Hammer and I both thought you were being serious. Well, it wasn't a discussion, was it? No, it wasn't. You were being very straight, and, and Hammer was being very firm. How professional was he? I liked it. How professional You may be the former test skipper of this country, no. but you're no match for our man. Pretty he much is said, the boss of the show. Get back in your box. I liked it. Didn't he? I liked it. And did that make you respect him? more no, as well. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> because I have the utmost respect for Hamish. Good. and But I did explain to him this morning, Hamish, if I'm texting a lot like that, it normally means I'm bored. Yes. So just don't bite. Okay. We'll remember that, reference. Hammer. We'll remember but that. But did you like how when he kept trying to move on to something else and then I just brought it back <laughs> straight away? You did. You did. <laughs> I could see him at home just going, uh... I want to kill this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I was doing. I was, I was having a good giggle to myself at home, knowing that Hamish would be pulling his hair out. And so would you, Brent, if you had any. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Oh, God. What, 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 can you reveal where you went now that's done, or is it still... No, well, I was just... Yeah, I had... Um, I went on a little trip with my wife, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, pre-planned. Okay. Thought I'd had internet, and then I thought, you know what? Brent's all right. He's got his own show now down in Hobart. I'll let him go. And gee, we had a nice replacement in. Alex he was. I actually, I actually listened the whole show. I actually listened. Yes, I think it went well. It was excellent. Mm. He um. He brings out a better side of you. A better side. He could have carried you a bit more. Whereas obviously, you know, he's got a bit of media experience, mm. doesn't he? So mm. where you you drop off a little bit at times, and um, <laughs> so it was good to have. Do I think I? maybe because he's your boss, you you were on. Oh, okay. Nah, nah. Don't think so? No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I do, I'll tell you what I will say about AJ, yes. in all seriousness. He is very good. Very good. His voice for radio. He's got a way of speaking, It's unbelievable. He? Yeah, he does. It's, um, I don't want, have we reached out to him this week to lock him in for as a permanent We're, guest? On? He will become a permanent part. Well, I wouldn't say guest. He'll become part That's of That's what the, I just said. He'll yeah. become a permanent part. Have you spoken to him about that? Not officially. Okay. Unofficially. Right. Yeah. 
contract negotiation or we'll have to organize it won't we okay yeah did you hear that um maybe jared's off jared waitley's off to do the olympics with channel yes. nine maybe aj slots straight into the i know the <laughs> in melbourne 12. they were talking about it yesterday mm. gary and tim were, mm. who would yeah. who would step into that he could maybe it's aj he could he could I tell you what. Speaking of mainland stations, I've had to do some very heavy lifting. Oh my god! Very heavy. Look, you, I know you were, you were, you were out there the... for a while. You were doing everything, but I can't remember the last time you were on a... Mate, I, my, I've had some neck issues in the last six months, <laughs> and that has been from carrying you nationally. And yes. I, I said, just I couldn't be prouder of you. Branching out of Tasmania for the first time ever. Jim, I've done this for years. No, you haven't. Years you're and very years. much a homebody, and you're. A, Big fish in a small pond, but I've been no. really proud of you getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. There you were with, who'd you do? Kane, and you've done Jared, and you've done... Did Dwayne a couple of days earlier? Dwayne Russell. Yeah. Mate, you're... It's been a busy week. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, busy every week. week. But anyway, I did hear on one of them with, with Jared and Kane, was it, on Sports Day? Mm-hmm. They had a bit of a theory on who, who'd put you on the map more. Hmm. Can we have a listen to that? Jared reckons we've made you, Brent. We, we, we put you on the map and now you're doing all sorts of interviews. You're a media star in your own right and he doesn't reckon we get the thanks that we deserve. Thank you, Jared, for everything. <laughs> Good right. on you, mate. Doing a, doing a magnificent I job. I remember now. when you were just carrying uh, Gutsy's bags. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well. Do you think that's true, He's too? gone from carrying he's Gutsy Gutwin. Yes. Right, to yeah. mine. <laughs> yes. Hey, I tell you what though, during that interview, Jared, as he does, just took a different um, tangent with the interview and asked who I thought should be the inaugural coach to the Tasmanian AFL team. Let's play that audio too, please, Tomo. Who's going to be the first um, yeah, coach? First coach? Yep. Oh, gee. Maybe Chris Fagan. How old Chris Fagan be by the time we're oh, he's he's 62 now, yeah. I think uh, yeah. He's, a, he's a long shot. Uh, you get. Who would you like if if you had to name the coach? I'd like to see Brendan Bolton get another crack. To be honest, guys, I think he he would have learned a lot from his time as senior coach first time round. He's been in a good environment at Collingwood, yeah. obviously. He's moving into time. administration though, so, uh, no, so uh, we're going to knock him on the head. <laughs> there you go. A couple of my ideas have just been knocked on the head by the boys. Well, no respect there for you. <laughs> Why ask the, que- ask the question just to shoot you down? Or I think it's because maybe they felt this bloke's doing a bit too much this week <laughs> and we'll just shoot him down a little bit. We'll pull him down a peg or two. In all seriousness, though, mm-hmm. who would you have? Well, it's interesting because I think it, from a Tasmanian perspective, if you wanted that Tasmanian person, I think Bolts would be the one, but mm. it is an interesting move that's been made. He he has changed roles this year. Doesn't mean he? he can't come back out of it though. No, and, and Fags is a really good example of that. I yeah. think maybe if you get more experience in the whole system, it will actually make him a that's better right. coach. But I don't know. We'd have to get him on and maybe speak to him. What is his plan? Mm. Is he keen to be a senior coach again? Because like you said, he's had a crack at it, failed, which is a, not a bad thing sometimes. Goes back into a great environment. Yep. He's won a premiership as an assistant coach. Has seen McRae at his absolute best. He's been around Lepich, um, Graham Wright, guys that have had a lot of success. Now he's going into a different role to see it from a different lens, which is, I think, maybe more about just giving him a picture of the whole package yep. of a footy club mm-hmm. to get himself ready to do it again. I think he'd be good.
Oh, there's no I'll doubt. I'll tell you who else I think it'd be good and may not get the big job because you might need someone with that's already got a bigger profile done it before. Zane Littlejohn. Yeah. What a record. I was going to say that. What a record. But and do, again, I'd imagine I would imagine both of those two would jump at the opportunity. Oh, no doubt. Would would and so would Fags. Would that would they put someone in that hasn't done it before though for such a big initial role? Do you think? Like Zane that hasn't had no. that senior coaching experience yet. No, no, I don't think so. But if you had a Fagan, mm. director of coaching, mm-hmm. Bolton, Little John, mm. looks good. Jack Rewalt looks pretty good. Jeremy Howe's expressed interest in coaching mm-hmm. post post playing career. He'd be a decent defensive coach, I reckon. Who should coach the Tasmanian AFL team? Let us know on the Harcourt's open line this morning. Call us 1300 42 15 or send us a text 0437 555 Harcourt's more than just real estate professionals. Big show this morning, Tim. Big We've show. got some nice guests coming up. Who Sammy Sammy Edmonds I'm coming on. looking forward to that. There's been plenty happening oh, in the world what of What a news day yesterday. Oh, goodness gracious. Not all good. Molly Strano. Is joining us as well to talk about the massive WNCL what time's final. first ball, Brent? Five past two, I think. And Molly, we're not yeah. sure if she's playing. So oh, she's playing. She has to. They're not putting it? her up for media if she's not playing. Well, she, she trained yesterday, didn't she, Hammer? No, I was there. I watched. She didn't do yep. much. Well, why would you? It's it's a, it's an interesting question, Tim. Because what if your hand gets cops a knock during the game and you you you're out there and well, what if it did anyway? I know. I oh, know. True. It'll be interesting to see. She's playing. I, I think she'll play. I think she'll play. So she'll join us too this morning, which she is going to be excellent. hold a mobile phone. She can hold a cricket ball. She'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Matty Reid will join us as well from Taz Racing. We'll have a look at the latest with the Tasmanian AFL team. I had breakfast yesterday with a couple of members of the board up there for a media Gee. briefing, Tim, which was which is really good to get. I'll have to check my emails. I must have missed the uh, invite. That's right. You a, are media. As now. a media person. You are. Yes. Did uh, it? Was it? Brent and Tim, or just Brent? Just came to my email, yeah. Hmm. So I'm not sure where you, you were. Maybe you have one, if you have a look at your email. I don't know. Yeah. Did you see, have you read the paper today, Brent? I had a quick skim of it. The uh, $200 million airport terminal is finally underway. I would have felt, it felt like it's been built for like 10 years. It's been a construction site forever. It has, hasn't it? it they always seem like they're doing something it's, down now there. Now it's underway it's formally underway so it's been underway for 10 years yeah it always seems to be something happening down there doesn't there slowly slowly that looks good though pictures look good pictures are good imagine that brand new airport brand new stadium yes rectangular stadium nice dream home of footy will it happen hp at Rosny and you cricket high performance. It's going to be an absolute sporting mecca. It's going mecca. to be like a. It's going to be like a mini Vegas was <laughs> at sports at um, Super Bowl week. It will. It will. Uh, as I said, we'd love to hear from you this morning on the Harcourt's open line. Oh four three seven double five two five three five is how you can text us. It is SEN Tassie breakfast. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Did you hear our conversation about land pride attachments the other no, day? No, I didn't. So we say we say this. Mm-hmm. Well, I say this, yep. but we didn't really know what a Land Pride attachment was, so we researched it. Yep. And Land Pride is a brand. Right. So you're getting a... On your Kubota. Yes. It attaches to your Kubota. Yes. Right. There you go. So that's good to know. I might I'll see if I need... Do, will I need a Land Pride attachment for my Kubota? Well, you might. You might. 
A uh, little quick text in here before we go to the break. Morning, lads. You stole my pick. Zane is the man for me. North Melbourne made the right and only choice. Taryn couldn't continue in our colours. We'll get to that shortly. Thanks. Oh, Flash from Latrobe. Tell La you Trobe. what, though, Flash from Latrobe. Could he return home? You've got, you're, you're big on this, aren't you? Absolutely. When are we going to discuss it? We'll get to that later in the show because okay. you, you want some time for this. Well, I don't need too much. I'll just okay. tell you what I think is possible and what might be good for for Taryn as well. Hold your thoughts on that, Tim. On the other side of this, we're going to catch up with Sammy Edmund, SEN's own, to talk about the big news day in footy yesterday. That's next on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Kubota. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. 20 past seven, we love your text this morning. 0437 552 is how you can grab us on the Harcourts open line. Harcourts, more than just real estate professionals. A massive news day in the world of AFL yesterday, Timbo. Huge and day. one man that will break it down for us this morning is SEN Chief Sports Reporter Sam Edmonds. Sammy, welcome to the show. Brent, Timmy, good morning to you. Gee, I wish I was down there in God's country this morning, but I'll have to make do with a remote connection. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good to have you on, mate. Uh, this is massive yesterday. Obviously, Ta- uh, Taryn Thomas is Tasmanian, so a story we've been following closely down here. But uh, for North Melbourne to part ways with him after that 18-week suspension, how's it gone down over in your neck of the woods? Predictably, to be honest with you. And, and yeah, it was a big day yesterday. Geez, a big week. I mean, sometimes you get to a Friday, don't you? You just need to take a deep breath. And I feel like this has definitely been a deep breath sort of a week. So yesterday, finally a decision came down, ratified by the AFL Commission, it was the 18 weeks in the end, but that wouldn't have made any difference to North Melbourne, whether it was 18 or 8. In the end, as Sonia Hood, the president, said yesterday, he's just out of chances. So the North Melbourne Football Club have sacked him. He'll never play for North Melbourne again. He might not play AFL football again. There's more education programs that are about to be thrust in front of him. Something, guys, I think needs to be acknowledged that he hasn't always been as earnest in applying himself to as North Melbourne clearly would have liked. They've stood him down multiple times at Arden Street. So I don't think anyone can say that the football club hasn't done everything they possibly can to help, to nurture, to support, to ultimately change the behaviours of Taron Thomas. And sometimes you just run out of patience and you've got to turn your back on an individual to better face the other 40-odd people on your playing list. Yeah, it's unfortunate, that is for sure. Sammy, you touched on a little bit there. Do you see a world where he plays AFL footy again? Well, I personally don't, Tim, but the people will differ on this. And I'm, I guess in the, in this game, AFL and world sport, there's an element of time heals all wounds. But as it sits at the moment, it's not like he's a, to compare misdemeanors. It's not, and, and that's an understatement, a misdemeanor with what he's being charged with, which is uh, treatment of women, poor behaviour of women, series of text messages, social media messages, photos and the like over a period of time. In fact, he's transgressed after he's already been put through education programs. And, and some of the language he has used is uh, is seriously disturbing and disturbing to the club and the AFL. So it's not like he's a problem gambler. Like, I mean, I, I sort of think another club might delist A club might North Melbourne might delist him, and, and his talent is undoubted. Um, we all know that. Another club in another world might have been tempted to give him a chance. 
In fact, they thought about in the last trade period, multiple clubs were weighing up whether to trade for Taron Thomas in the last exchange window and deemed it too big of a risk. Now we've had everything else piled on top of it. I just think when you've got big organisations like football clubs who have female members, they've got female board members. If another club was to take him on with eyes wide open, we know the, the back catalogue of issues there, and he was to transgress again, can you imagine the blowback for that club? I think it'd be too mm. big a risk and too significant. It's a sad story, isn't it, Sammy? I, I, I remember watching him dominate here for North Launceston, obviously before being drafted. Do, do you feel it's one of the biggest wastes of talent you've seen, I guess, in, in your time covering footy? Yeah, and add him to the list too, because, I mean, he's not on his own, is he? For a variety of reasons, no. we've seen players come and go. And this is the thing, and Tim's better than anyone here to explain it. Elite-level sport requires so much of an individual. You've got to be talented. You've got to have natural talent. You've got to have a work ethic. You've got to have the mental application. Everything goes into the mix. So Taron Thomas might tick two or three of those boxes, but the application and the professionalism and all the other things that we've spoken about already, he can't. So he, he can't fulfil his obligations as a professional footballer. And North Melbourne have tried. They've spent the better part of two years trying to get him right. In the end, they've had to cut him loose. And as I said, I don't think anyone can begrudge them that. No. Uh, Sammy, change of tact a little bit here. Election coming up. How closely are the AFL monitoring what's going on down here? And do you think there's nerves at AFL House? I don't know if there's nerves. All I know is that we asked Andrew Dillon this during the week. I, I had to ask him about Tasmania because I follow it pretty closely. And I said, does the ultimatum that Gillan McLaughlin, your predecessor, uh, in regards to the 19th loss in Tasmania remain? And that being, as we know, no roof stadium, no team. And he simply said... Yes. So if there's no Roo Stadium, the AFL wedded to the fact that there will be no team. I, I don't know if there's a reading between the lines and, and picking up on body language here, whether there's a, a, a sort of a, a shrug of the shoulders here that they think it doesn't matter what party gets in, Labor will support it. And maybe this is just the ultimate political football. Um, I do, though, think, and I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the, what do you call it, the Mac Point 2.0 Stadium there um, yep. that's been designed, the $2.3 billion one. I love, geez, it looks good. I, th I think I think that's long odds to get up at the moment. In the eyes of the AFL, anyway, and some of the conversations I've had, I think that might be a bit too much and a bit too far. But they're still wedded to the Roof Stadium, Tim, and uh, if they don't get it and it doesn't get supported by government, then uh, then they're sticking to their guns over the licence. Sam Edmonds, SEN Chief Sports Reporter, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Sammy, you know how the AFL works better than anyone just about, and you speak to people regularly. Labor keeps saying we will renegotiate this deal with the AFL if we get into power. Can you see the AFL renegotiating this at all? Bearing in mind it took us so long to get to this point with the 18 other clubs, some still aren't supportive of it in my view, but they've agreed to it. Can you see them renegotiating this at all? No, he poured cold water on that during the week, Andrew Dillon. Again, this is just in a press conference setting. Who knows what goes on behind the scenes? But I think the deal is the deal. Now, the... The original stadium we saw um, down there at Macquarie Point, the roof, the 23,000 seats, I think that's still the outcome the AFL will absolutely push for. And I don't think the breakdown is going to change um, in terms of the, the, the government contribution there, uh, the federal contribution there, and the AFL's long-standing, decade-long commitment to football in Tasmania and the funding associated with that. I can't see it changing, but who knows? We're, we're trying to get our crystal balls out, aren't we, to, to predict the future. Um, I, I think it'll proceed. I, I've always been optimistic about it, and I, and I hope it does. 
I'm optimistic, but I'll tell you what, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting very <laughs> nervous. Uh, mate, what about Melbourne Footy Club this week? Um, it's been a big week there. Angus Brayshaw's retirement um, and more allegations in the Joel Smith case. What a week indeed. Where do you want to start? I mean, firstly with Angus Brayshaw, the tears and the torment for him yesterday, a decision that uh, he certainly didn't see being made for him at 28 years of age. Again, add him to the list. We lost four players to concussion last year. Guys getting cut down in their absolute prime. So we can jump up and down and bemoan the fact that the game's getting soft and the rule changes and put netball bibs on and all those sort of Neanderthal-like comments that people make. But the game has to change. We can't sit here and just accept the fact that a 28-year-old star of the game is lost to the game, an otherwise able-bodied player because of brain trauma. We can't sit back and accept that, can we? So uh, the scan results, though, for him I found interesting. He obviously underwent them after the qualifying final last year. But then his willingness, and it reads as though it's something that he's personally decided he wanted to do, to get a scan a week ago just to be sure, Tim, before he goes into battle, that everything's okay upstairs. And that scan result, compared to the first one, showed a deterioration of the brain. That's enormously concerning. And as much for the result as it is, well, what if he didn't have a player quite as aware and conscious of it all as Angus Brayshaw. We know he's, uh, his family links here through his uh, wife-to-be um, with concussion as well, that if he didn't have a player as conscious of the long-term effects, would they have even had the scan? Would they just go into play not knowing and not being fully aware of the risk? So uh, it's enormously concerning and, uh, and definitely uh, watch this space going forward from the game. That's nothing new there. And in regards to, to Joel Smith, allegations of trafficking, well, it doesn't get much more serious than that, does it? And, and Melbourne absolutely vehemently sticking to their guns that they don't have a widespread drug culture. There's some anxiety and frustration down there. They're kept in the dark by the whole process by Sports Integrity Australia. How far does it go, guys? Do SIA then go to the 10th player on the list, the 20th player on the list? How far down the rabbit hole are they willing to go with the text messages that, that Joel Smith's allegedly sent? Uh, none, nothing in this space happens quickly. Um, so uh, I guess the added layer of uncertainty, anxiety is going to hang over Melbourne for some time. What an off-season they have had as a club. Do, does have. the club get any access to who those text messages went to? No, they don't. I mean, they can ask the questions themselves, and, and I don't think that's something that they're willing to do at this stage, that is sit every player down on the list and interrogate them. They're uh, saying they're going to sit back, they're going to let the SIA investigation run its course. The AFL, the same. Andrew Dillon said their integrity unit would not get involved uh, concurrently and run parallel to the SIA one, so they're all sitting back at the moment. But, gee, the frustration with that would be immense. And someone like Max Gorn, the captain, is able to get up during the week and absolutely say categorically that uh, they don't have a widespread drug culture because they hang it on their hair testing guys that, that gets done. And even though they're not provided uh, a, a drug ladder, so to speak, and I know that's an inflammatory comment to make, but the AFL yeah. have one. So clubs do reach out from time to time to say, look, where do we sit on the, the hair testing side of things? And they've been told for 10 years, 15 years, that they are not a point of concern when it comes to the hair testing results. So that that is why the clubs say that they don't have a widespread drug culture, but uh, it'd have to be enormous concern down there at the moment. Fascinating stuff. We could talk about it all, all day, Sam. Edmund, you're on after us this morning, is that right? What, what do you got coming up? Yeah, we've got the captain's run at, at 9 o'clock. I'm actually looking forward to chatting to Professor Alan Pearce, uh, a specialist in CTE and concussion research over here with everything to do with Angus Brayshaw. And Zach Bailey's going to join us from the Brisbane Lions. If we can get him on before his tea time up there, uh, big day of golf <laughs> coming up for Zach. But uh, hopefully we'll be all right, boys. Very nice. Sammy Eben with the captain's run coming up after us this morning here on SEN Tassie. Thanks for joining us, mate. Love your work, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, lads. Enjoy.
SEN Chief Sports Reporter Sam Edmund joining us this morning. We've got thousands of texts coming in this morning. Got the Tim. paper in the way, I can't see it. There's millions of them. Uh, we'll get to those shortly, but first, here comes new sport and weather for you on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. It is February 23rd. It is SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Of course, lots of text coming in on the Harcourt's open line this morning. One here from Damien from Brighton. Has your marketing man, Justin, recovered from his best on on off-field? Off best the field? On- Best on off the field efforts. A Glory Cricket Club's Player Life membership launch at KG5 last Saturday, where he was one of the inaugural recipients of the award. Was he? There you go. That's not on you, Justin. On Um, both fronts, on your life membership and for. Being best the play on. for SEN and being best on ground. <laughs> uh, morning. Something our next guest would know a little bit about. Yes, we'll get to him in a moment. Morning, lads. I've been enjoying the tunes between breaks, but I don't think I've heard you play Jackies or On the March by Luca Brasi. Well, we've got no tunes this morning. We've got Tomo on the panels this could, morning. So, Tomo, message to you. Look, Link's been playing some nice music for us in and out of the breaks. Send them through any requests yes. and I'll sing us to, <laughs> to the ad breaks. Yes, we look forward to that. Not uh, Big races in fantastic places down in Tasmania. Our next guest is from Taz Racing. It is Matty. Reed, of course. G'day, Snapper. Welcome. Morning, boys. Oh, Tim. Microphone. Come on. Go again, Snapper. Morning. Good morning. There we go. We're back. We're on. Take a week off oh, and he forgets sorry, his mate. one no, job. Good help's hard to find, Honestly. isn't it? <laughs> Tim, Honestly. you're in charge of the panel. Am I? You are. You took right. that from day one. I'll have to check the contract. And then he tries to handball back to me. Uh, Snapper, massive chance for Tassie in the Group 1 Greyhounds tomorrow night. Fast Minardi, Raiders Guide. Uh, they're the two we should Love be looking Fast at. Minardi. Yeah, two of our absolute best. The Lonnie Cup winner, Fast Minardi. He's come up with box one, too. He's a $3.50 favourite. So when you say we're a massive chance, you're absolutely spot on, Breno. Uh, he's suited by that box. Hopefully he can hold them out. If not, maybe he's just behind the leader. And his run at the Meadows last week was sensational. Raiders Guide has drawn the pink. Uh, he's an $8 chance. He's a he's a really good dog as well. He won the, the Ladbrokes chase just prior to the Launceston Cup. So they're two of our absolute stars. I think that's race six at the Meadows tomorrow night. And we spoke about it on Monday's show, uh, the Tasmanian bred dog, my mm. magic man in the Australian Cup. I think it's race 10. So massive night for Tasmanian greyhound racing at, at the Meadows on the national stage. Is it our magic man or my magic man? Do it's know? my magic man. Is it? Well, just check your rundown that uh, Homer's put in there. Oh no! Mm. Both good dogs. Though. Might be an error. Might be. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> Oaks Day kicks off Sunday too. in Launceston. It got does. Any, uh, what are your top tips for there? Uh, Oaks Day. So we've got a couple for you, Painy. Uh, race one, number two. Are we bother? Are we going to bother to write these down, please? I don't think uh, we maybe bother. Maybe we don't need it. No. Why do we bother? The... Oh, they are going to lose. Let's hope not. We had a stinker again last weekend. Yeah, but stinkers are often followed by good ones. We hope that's the case. Race one, number two in the ocean. Uh, Really good run on debut. I think it would just improve from that. And in the Oaks, race seven, number two. Very surreal is trained by Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Ran in the Strut Stakes on Hobart Cup Day. Finished third. I think it will be a lot better for that run. It was its first run over the distance. I think it would be better suited at Launceston, bowling along in front and be just too good. I think the, the second's about three bucks. I think the first one you might get mm, two to 250 areas and that might have to do oh, with painting. Brent, so. what do you think's worse, the, the hurricane import curse, curse yeah. or the 
Damien Wright has reached out has he? and said he is ready to go when you're done with the professionals. Well, I'll, ta- I'll take a bounce back like Tim David had. Yeah, yeah, I'll whatever it takes. True. Hey, a uh, big part of Lonnie Cup Week 2 is always the Magic Mi- Millions yearling sales, of course, out at Carrick. Uh, looking forward to that too on Monday? Yeah, absolutely. It's a big time of year. I mean, Tasmania is on the, the national stage for our breeding down here. We saw what um, Bart and Graham McCulloch, the team at Granville, did at the Gold Coast Magic Million sales. They were the the highest bidder by uh, overall, uh, sorry, highest sales by overall average. Uh, and we've got our sales on Monday at Carrick, as you say, Breno. A lot of trainers will come from interstate, not only for the races, they'll stick around for the sales. We've got 140 lots to go under the hammer uh, at Quirkus Park there. Um, obviously, if you can get there, great. If you can't, there's online bidding and all that kind of stuff. And, and even post-sales, there'll be a lot of trainers looking to, to get rid of shares of horses and, and new owners into the stable. So real opportunity if you want to get into the game to, to do so via the Magic Million sales. And there's a lot of incentives in terms of our prize money structure down here to do so as well. How much money will BC need to buy we'll a decent, a decent horse? Someone with his profile, they'll just strip off shares for free. Just really? to get him in okay. um, just to bring his profile. Happy to. Okay. Right, yeah. eh? Happy yeah. to. All yeah. right. And we'll deep dive into Lonnie Cup Monday because that's Wednesday, of course. Which you're still filthy. Look at you. You're no, I'm not, no, not at all. I mean, we know that Pony was was meant to be there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. That's right. Here What's go. going on here? Oh. You committed to host a function at the Launceston Cup. Yes. What a what's going on? You're not doing it anymore. Oh, I won't be in the state, so it's a bit hard. Oh, it's a clash. Again. But there are people that have paid tickets wanting the, the yes. former Australian captain. Yes. They, get, they get end up with the former Longley, uh, the current Longley what captain. A, what? <laughs> a, I'll, what do you call it? We'll zoom in. Stop letting Zoom people call. down, Tim. Not what, thing, what do you Tony, commit to this stuff when you can't I didn't do commit. it? What else yes, have I committed you, to? You're on the radio what else talking I about to? it. Um, the show, you're yep. away again yep. last week. But I, I spoke to our boss about that. Okay. Well, I'll get In you advance, off I didn't realise I had to run anything through you. But I will if you want me to. It would be nice. We're a team. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, it's Cup Time in Tassie. Head south for the races during the Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Snap before you go. We've we've started to do a bit of an AFL predictions thing. Snap, you're happy with yours. Yeah, well, you and I haven't finished it, it yet either, but I want to ask him about his Hawks because I'm worried. Yeah, no, the injury bugs got us nice and early. Mm. Uh, and, think, you're not, and you're not as good as what you think you are uh, either. Look, we were probably <laughs> going to be in that seven to ten win range and we're probably trending towards the, the bottom yeah. end of that. But we've got a lot of talent at the club. It's oh, just yeah. Well, it is the AFL. They had yeah, a good year last year. Yeah, it's not oh, a year right. that we're going to... Did they? How many games have we last year? Yeah, they were better than what we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they were still bad. Yeah. Well, they, they we, were... do, we, we, we beat expectation. Yeah. Which wasn't real high. No, yeah. it wasn't. No, it <laughs> wasn't. No. But we're not going to rise up the ladder. No. Oh, well. How long do you give them before they do? Oh, hopefully it's before Tazzy get into the comp. Yeah. I'd like us to win a flag before then. Oof. All right. Good flag. to see you, mate. Woo. Cricket tomorrow. Good luck. Uh, yeah, we do. It was interesting last night training. We had helicopters landing on the ground to refill. <laughs> oh, That's not wow. even a joke down at Sandfly for the fires. So it would have been warm. It was. It and was. windy. Warm, windy and dry. So no, looking forward <laughs> to the weekend. Very good. Thanks for your time, mate. Good to see you in the Thanks, studio. Mate. Matty Reid from Taz Racing joining us. After this, we're going to have a look at the Tasmanian AFL team situation. We've got lots of texts this morning, and here comes some music from Tomo. He's taken the Mimo on board and delivered. Bit of ace of bass, I think, all that she wants. Good tune to take us to the break here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Kubota.
Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Don't mind a bit of Robbie. Robbie Williams. Bit of feel for your Friday morning. Lovely tune. Yes. Tomo has taken this on board and ran with it. I like it. Hey, lots of texts coming in on the Harcourts open line this morning. Keep them coming. We're absolutely loving them. We're going to get to, to them now. Harcourts more than just real estate professionals. FYI, good morning, SEN Tassie lads. Sydney's new Allianz Stadium with near 46,000 seat capacity, the most comparable to Mac Point. The stadium was completed and opened on August 28, 2022. The total construction cost of this stadium was $828 million. And that includes dismantling the original stadium. Thank you for your text this morning, George. That's interesting, Tim. There you go. Geez, boys, whose career would you rather have, Taron Thomas or Chase Jones? Not separated by much in the draft, very different players and very different outcomes. Chase, blessed with endurance, hard work, amazing coachability with a great attitude. Taron, blessed with elite talent, skill and X factor. There's something in that for our next crop of AFL draftees to consider. Thanks, Glossy, for your text. One thing you do know, though, you need a bit of everything. You don't. you don't want everyone to be the same, do you? But no, you don't. Uh, good morning, Brent and Tim. With the election, has anyone given serious thought of what happens with Labor forming government with the Greens or Lambie Network? Is, is goodbye stadium if that happens with a hung parliament? I know they say they won't form with the Greens, but if they don't have a choice, that's from Craig of Austin's Ferry. Yeah, Labor said they don't want to do any deals, I think. But Yeah, they say that all the time. They do. But everyone get does. The, if there's a chance of forming some deals sort of government... Like the Yes. Uh, another one here. Left, left field. field. Daniel Pratt to be Tassie's first coach. Was responsible for Weagles web when they were good. Coached outright with the Eagles AFLW side. Now moved to the Bulldogs. Building up his resume with plenty of experience. Yeah, look, as we said, do you want someone... I know he's well, got a really good resume. Because there's a very different story, Brent. Our first VFL coach and our first AFL coach. 100%. So is Daniel Pratt going to be our first AFL coach? No. I don't think so. You need someone that's done. Have you heard anything? Who's coaching the VFL? No. Okay. Have you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Okay. Who? I'll run it by you later. No. Um, look, I'm not going to Tom Morrison <laughs> go completely out. Although he was right again. He was. Our man, Tom uh, he, was. he must have. He must have something under the table. It's a little microphone at AFL house. Unbelievable. Three days before everyone else. Unbelievable. And and right. I was going to ring you. And say, see that, Brent? Got his information, backed himself and went with it. <laughs> and remember when we got him on the show, Hamish? I'm not sure if you can remember. We, we actually asked him about that. Like, how does he... He's done it again. Done it again. He's had a good start. We'll to, to get him back soon. Career at Channel 9, hasn't he? He's come in hot. Well, that's what I love, though. Because every time he, he crosses to him, he's standing on the doorstep of AFL House. So he, <laughs> like he, he must have there. like one of those... He must have the cup up against the window or something. Exactly. <laughs> hey, lots to talk about with the uh, AFL beard and the stadium and the election. We spoke to Sammy about this earlier, but the, the Labor Party still say they want to renegotiate the deal if they come into power. This is what AFL CEO Andrew Dillon had to say on the issue a couple of days ago. And a key part of the... Um approval given by the AFL Commission and then signed off by the 18 AFL clubs was a stadium at Macquarie Point with a roof that held at least 23,000 people. That's the agreement that we have with the Tasmanian Government and that's the agreement that the AFL Commission has and what the 18 AFL clubs have. What I will say, and we've been really clear on saying that, is 
the licence that we have for the 19th team in Tasmania, which will be an amazing thing for Tasmania. Um, the work that Grant O'Brien and Kath McCann and Jack Revolt are doing at the moment is uniting the state, the south, the north and the northwest. But what's really clear is that we do need to have a stadium in Hobart at Macquarie Point with at least 23,000 people and with a roof because that was a pivotal part of the business case that was led by the Tasmanian Footy Task Force. There you go, Andrew Dillon, mm. the CEO of the AFL, speaking. Thoughts, Tim? Where well, are we at? Well, I said, Brent, I'm nervous because mm. they're, they're not going to renegotiate it. I think that's pretty clear. Or are they playing the game as well? I'm not sure. And 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 what are we renegotiating? What does that's right. Beck White well, want to renegotiate? Not exactly. Having a, not having a stadium, I suppose. And so playing, where does she want us to play? Does she? Did, well, would be nice to know. We've asked them onto the show. Yeah. What have you done to? I've done Beck, anything, Beck White. No, I get on well with Beck. No, I I can remember the exact moment that you have cost us getting what her on this show. What it was a Bill Sorrell lunch. Yeah. And you potted her. <laughs> no. You said something about um, Peter Gutwin being there and it must be nice having no opposition. Uh, I still remember it. Do you? Yes. Because I was there sitting, I was actually sitting next to her and she wasn't very happy with you. No. We're... And now I feel like Hamish and I get, you know, we're getting held back with big interviews with <laughs> someone like that who's... We'll, we'll take anyone from Labor on the show. Yeah, but we can't. We can't get who we want because you potted her no, at, I, a, at a Tim, Bill Sorrell yeah, lunch. It's, we're having a laugh. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's It was just a laugh. For you, maybe. Yeah, I know. I don't think she's taken kindly to that's your not true. sense of well, humour. I, I get on well with Beck. And I it'd be didn't great like to have it. her on the show. I didn't like it. Oh. Maybe, <laughs> Hamish, if we reach out, we'll just do an interview. It can be a one on one sit down <laughs> and Brent can leave the studio. Tim. Can we reach out and see if that's possible? Because I do. I want to know what. Beck and Labor plan to renegotiate, and we don't want to get them on here. And we're not pro; we are pro stadium. Don't get me wrong, but we want to give our listeners both sides of both, the stories with some actual facts. What are what are we what are we doing here? What do you want to renegotiate? What are the big issues, and what are you going to do differently? Mm-hmm. It'd be good. It'd be good. Okay, put that out, Hamish. One on one with me, Brent will leave the studio. Uh, Tasmania Football Club <laughs> launch. On March 18, will be done simultaneously, Tim, at six different venues. Hobart, Launceston, Queenstown, Devonport, St. Helens, and Oatlands. And Grant O'Brien yesterday was very adamant they do not want this to become political. So much to the point where I don't think any politicians will be invited. Right. If they want to come, they'll have to get a ticket like everyone else will. Okay. So explain to me how it's going to happen with all of these... Well, so there'll be one same run sheet for every here, event. One there, one there, and you just go on all at the same time. Sit down and watch. Yep. Are they indoors? Are they outdoors? I believe they'll be indoors. Right. And then you will see the, the the branding unlaunch, obviously, the top, the colours, the name, everything. Yep. So you got all this briefed here yesterday? Yep. Hmm. And you're obviously emceeing one of them. So you haven't I seen am, a run sheet. I yet, am lucky enough to be emceeing one of them. Yes. Have you got a run sheet? Not yet. Okay. No. And when you do, we expect that you'll give us a bit of. Depends if it's news confidential, Tim. Okay. You know what that's like. You've spoken about confidentiality before. Now you can't say certain things. So it'll depend on that, won't it? Hey, text in here on the Harcourt's open line from Nick. Hey, boys, love the show. Keep up the great work. 
I hadn't considered it before, but Chris Scott would be a good fit for Tassie AFL team. It would be around the time he may be due for a change from Geelong. Current contract ends at the end of 26. He's used to a regional team, great media face of the club, and would have respective players with the best coaching record, win loss by far of all the current coaches. First time texter, long time listener. Thank you, Nick, for your text this morning. Good on you, Nick. Don't mind it. He'd be a good get. Who, Nick or Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Chris would be. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds like Tomo's trying to get us to a break. I can hear the music pumping mm. through my headphones, Tim. So we'll wind Slow it up build. there. So much to talk about this morning. We are breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We're back to wrap up the first hour of the show next. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Ed Sheeran, Tim, your man. Love Ed Sheeran. He went to his concert. I did. Adelaide Oval. Superb. Imagine him playing at Mac Point. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, well, Brent. I can. So I can, can imagine I. that, Tim. Well, I can't. Well, actually, I've just got Hamish... You need to speak a bit because I'm going to. I believe I've been told that the opposition leader is about to go live on a, another radio station after you were told. You're going to go and take notes. I'm going to go and listen in. Well, maybe I'll, when I have my one on one sit down, I'll listen later. to Molly. I'll interview Molly Strano. Okay. And you can go and listen to that. Done. I'll do some homework. Couple of quick texts here we'll get through before we go to the news. Morning, Brent. I'm happy to take over Tim's Launceston Cup gig if they need a fill in. I've got some pretty good stories and I've hosted a few things before. I do charge a bit more than he does, though. Little winky face emoji, Tim. How would they know what I Nick charge? in Risden Vale. That's well, your brother, I reckon. Well, because they know that I do these things for free. <laughs> That's why he knows that. Morning, Breno and TP. Any word on what time of the day the big AFL team launch will be on the 18th? Evening. Evening? Evening. Really? Yes. What about this one? Lads, I'd be really interested in Sean Grigg as a potential senior coach. Very well respected in his role since retiring. Close with Jack Rewalt. Would have had experience in high-performance environments at Richmond, Geelong, and now under Dimmer at the Suns. He'd be a good fit. He's still relatively young. And having said that, I probably like Bolts or Fags as first options. That's from Glossy. Are you Glossy? Loving the text this morning on the Harcourts open line. Harcourts results for you. SEN Tassie Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land at Pride Attachments. Got another stadium one, Breno. Did you see that one? While I'm at it. Combank in Parramatta with 30,000 capacity. The stadium is owned by the New South, New South Wales government and was built at a cost of $300 million. How mm. are they doing it so cheap in Sydney? Good question. It was a little while ago, I suppose. Not too long ago, but things have yeah. changed slightly in the but world. But even the new footy stadium, he said, was mm. 800 and something. Anyway, Tim, we're running late for Sorry. the news. Sorry, On the other Brett. side of it, we're going to speak to Molly Strano. Will she or and won't she play my homework. in tomorrow's WNCL final? That's next on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Another good tune. Bit of silver chair for your Friday morning. Straight lines. Great tune. Absolutely. Now, are you right to hold down the fort for a bit? 
Yes. Okay. What's just... look at you? You're also you got your what? Anyway, let's straighten up because our next guest has a big 24 hours ahead. We think. Well, she does anyway. But we want to know if she's playing in tomorrow's WNCL final for the Tasmanian Tigers against is. the Queensland Fire. Molly Strano, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. First question, are you playing tomorrow, Molly? Jeez, you're starting with the hard-hitting question. <laughs> Straight off um, the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, not too sure yet. I'll have a few things Ooh. that I need to kick off today at training. But, um, yeah, we'll probably know around midday today. You weren't doing much yesterday when I saw you. You were just sort of uh, hanging around the boundary line there. So what do you need to do today to be declared fit to go? Um, I'll probably have to do a little bit of fielding, um, have a little bat. And I've had a couple of bowls this week, which has um, been A-OK. Everything's sort of still operating normally there. So, yeah, I'll just probably just have to have a little catch and a little hit today and then um, I'll see what the coaches have to say. What's been the, the biggest issue, Molly? Is anything in particular causing you discomfort or have you just trying to give it as much time as you can until you have to um, put it under under stress, I guess? Um, well, I sort of broke it three weeks ago and for that sort of first two-week period, I couldn't bowl because it was my bowling hand and I just couldn't get any revolutions on the ball. So that was a bit problematic, but um, sort of rolled the arm over this week and that felt okay. Um and, yeah, I just guess the impact from catching in the field sort of hurts a little bit and, and same with trying to hold the bat as well. So, yeah, they're the sort of last two hurdles that I need to jump um, and I'll give them both a go today. And, yeah, then it's up to the coaches and the, and the selection panel. Yeah, and what about uh, the skipper and your good friend Elise Villani? How's she looking? <laughs> yeah, she's good. Um, she's had a bit of a sore shoulder, but um, she's trained really well this week and, yeah, she's all good to go for tomorrow. How devastated would you be if you couldn't get out there, Molly? Obviously, oh, you've been on, a big Brent. a big part of the team. I think you're the leading wicket taker this year. And positivity. Through, I, I am being. I'm just asking. The, I'm being playing devil's advocate, Tim. How devastating would it be, Molly, if you couldn't get out there? Yeah, I'd be pretty flat. Um, you train all year for this moment to play the big games and, and playing grand finals, so I'd be pretty devastated. But um, I still have full faith in the team to get over the line. We've still got a we've got a very strong squad and a lot of depth. So. Um, if I don't get if I don't get up for tomorrow, I'll, I'll definitely be cheering the girls on and um, looking forward to hopefully going three in a row. Absolutely. Now, Molly, I'll be a bit more positive. So when you play tomorrow, <laughs> and when you win tomorrow, you'll become the second team ever to win three consecutive WNCL titles. How special is that to be a part of something potentially like that? Yeah, it's sort of no easy feat to have that sort of like sustained success, I guess. Once you win once, sort of teams try to target you a little bit. And then once you win it twice, you know, the target on your back's even bigger and people try to work out ways to take you down. So, yeah, it would be really special to be a part of um, and a really special moment for the organisation as well who've invested a lot of time and energy into the, the women's program. Um, and, yeah, it would just be a really nice moment for everyone involved, not only, as I said, the players and the support staff, but the wider organisation as well. And you've been tested through the year as a team, haven't you? A lot of injuries you've had to contend with. Amy Smith, who was doing a great job before she got injured, and, and Rachel Treneman, another ACL. So it hasn't been an easy uh, ride along the way? No, it's been it's been a tough season. We've had a pretty much a full um, revamp of our support staff as well. Um, and as you said, we've had so many injuries this year, which is something that we haven't really tackled in the first two sort of years that we've had our um, success. So, yeah, it's, I guess that's a testament of good teams, the way you're able to bounce back um, after some adversity. So, yeah, as I said, we're all sort of limping towards the finish line tomorrow, but hopefully we can um, finish off tomorrow. Um, in I've lost it, have we? You still there? Yep. 
Oh, oh. beautiful. Um, <laughs> what, this campaign, has it been something you've focused on and spoken about a lot going for three in a row or have, have you just more gone about you know, the process of each game? Um, probably in the, in the winter and in the pre-season, we didn't necessarily speak about going three in a row, but when, you've ke- when you keep your group pretty stable and you have the same personnel, like I guess that feeling of success and that euphoria at the end of the season when you win is pretty, I guess, contagious and something that you want to t- continue to do. Um, so, yeah, we know how it feels to, you know, hold up the trophy at the end of the season, and I guess that's our motivation over the winter that we sort of want to continue doing that because it's one of the greatest feelings. Molly Strano is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, still not sure if she's playing in the final tomorrow. We think she will, though, don't we, Tim, which is good news. Hey, um, disappointing from a fire perspective. I spoke to Sally Ann Beams about this yesterday. They haven't got the Harris sisters. They haven't got Jess Jonathan. Oh, so, shame. Yeah, I know, but you want to see the big players playing in finals, don't no, you, No, you don't. You just want to win them. Well, that's a sour thought yesterday when I spoke to her. And I agree. You want to see the best of the best, and you want to beat the best team, don't you, Molly? Yeah, you'd love to beat in full strength and, and hold up the trophy at the end of the day um, in that regard. But it's great reward for those three players to be able to go over to the WPL. It's a, probably one of the biggest franchise competitions now ahead of the WBBL. So it's a really cool opportunity for those three girls to be over in India at the moment. But um, yeah, I sort of agree with Sal in that sense that you sort of want to beat your opposition at full strength. But um, yeah, they'll still be a tough assignment tomorrow. They've got some of the best young talent in the country. So we've prepared well. And um, as I said, hopefully all things can go our way tomorrow. Molly, we've had obviously clearly had a lot of success in the last three years. We haven't had a hell of a lot of Australian representation. Do you think that's coming in the next few years, given that you know we continually winning the competition, and um, with that, hopefully we get some players rewarded with some Australian selection. Yeah, I think we've got some really good young players upcoming that are going to be knocking on Australian selection door, sort of. In the more recent years, I think Amy Smith, unfortunately, she's out injured at the moment, but she's one of the most talented young players in the country um, with her leg breaks and is very, more than handy with the bat as well. So I think she'll be one um, sort of floating around that green and gold sort of set up in the near future. And even the likes of Emma Maddox G's as well, um, a talented glove gloves woman. Um, and I think she has a big, bright future as well. So I th- definitely think we have some really good young players that are going to be knocking on the door in the very, the very near future. What sort of crowd are you tipping tomorrow, Molly? I don't know. Sal's been pumping it up for a week, so um, <laughs> I think we could have some good numbers tomorrow. But um, What's the weather like? Yeah, I def- um, good, I think. It's a bit chillier tomorrow, um, maybe mm. around the 20 mark. But, um, mm, yeah, oh, we de- balmy. Um, from- <laughs> but we definitely have um, a lot of us girls aren't born and bred in Hobart, so a lot of our families and friends are coming over. So I think we've already got about 100 of just family and friends in the Ricky Potting Room tomorrow, so that will be pretty rowdy in there. Um, but, yeah, hopefully a few of the locals can come out too and hopefully watch a really good game of cricket. Well, good luck. We hope to see you out there. It sounds promising at this stage, which is good news, and we wish you all the very best because it'll be very, very special indeed if the team can win three WNCL titles in a row. It'd be awesome. Uh, good luck, Molly. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Penny. All the best. Molly Strano, superstar spin bowler for the Tasmanian Tigers. So we're looking for three WNCL titles in a row tomorrow. Tim? It's got a text through then that said, Molly Strano will get three votes off the field. Yeah, nothing oh, no, sure. No doubt. Nothing uh, sure. After said, that, the... Actually, the person who sent me that text is probably the only one that might push her for those three votes. <laughs> yeah, and that's who was the it? CEO, Dominic <laughs> Baker. <laughs> Molly had the bongo drums out after that first win. Um, it was they, extraordinary. They do celebrate they well. They do. They do. they do. And that's a big part of it. I've, my you mail is to uh, Mad Monday. The theme is anything but clothes. You've got to wear something that's not right. clothes. Mm, so that'll be interesting. 
Right. Yeah. I wonder where the Mad Monday is, given we'll be on air at seven. That's true. We could probably get them straight in after the show for a quick bring the trophy in. Don't mind that, actually. Yes. You'll be there tomorrow? I'm playing cricket tomorrow. Yeah, but it's day-night game. Ah. Yeah, might. might. Well, if mm. it looks like we win, I might go over and jump on the coattails. <laughs> of course yeah, you will. Not? Of course you will. <laughs> uh, it is SEN Tassie Breakfast. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments are off to a break and coming back to take uh, in some stuff happening around the state here on the show this morning. Hope you're having a good Friday. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Oh, one of the great songs, Tim. When are you going to sing along on air? Oh, I'd like love you to. did at your, at your party. I'd love to. Why don't you back yourself in? It's a bit like your news breaking. You like to sit on the I fence will. a bit. I'll wait for the right tune. That was almost, that, that almost had quite, me. Really? I love that oh, song. Oh, Tomo, you're getting close. <laughs> Keep plugging away. We'll get Breno to get his vocals out for us. Get us on the Harcourt's open line. Uh, loving your text this morning. 0437 552 Or call us. 1300 Harcourt's, of course, results for you. Let's have a look at what's happening around Tasmania, Tim. We had the NBL Awards back on Monday night. Sean McDonald was named this year's most improved player. Did you tip that? Uh, at the start of the year? No, I think we didn't. We have a discussion before it, and I'm pretty sure he said he would. I probably did. Big fan of Sean Maxwell. Back. I'll go back. Through. Go through the tapes, Tim. I will. I will. Uh, Jack McVeigh, of course, and Milton Doyle, also named in the NBL All-Second Team. So a good night out for our lads. Uh, I was disappointed Will Magnay didn't get Defensive Player of the Year. Some some of the things he's done this year have been extraordinary. I don't think Milton was all that happy either, was no, he? No, he wasn't. <laughs> he made it very clear in his post-game press conference that it's a joke if Mags didn't win it. Well, he didn't win it, so it's a joke, Tim. That's okay. I know what you'd rather win. Yes. In a few weeks' time, mm-hmm. hopefully. I'm just thinking about it. It's all set up for us. How so? Well, 3v4. Yep. We will hopefully win that and go to Perth. Right. Perth, we've had a good record over in Perth. We knocked them off here pretty comfortably, albeit without Bryce Cotton. Are they the best team, though, in the comp? Um, I don't know who the best team is because I don't think Melbourne United scare us either. We've had a good record at John Kane Arena in the past, had some good results against them here in the past. So... Anyway, if we somehow lose to Illawarra, we've got the backup chance at home for, against 5v6. That'll get us onto the Melbourne United side of the draw if we happen to win that. I just don't think... I think we're all set up. We've got a good injury list. Majuk Deng's ready to come back. He was the only one that was sidelined. Just peaking, Brent. Peaking nicely. We had our little little um, dip. This is when you want to be playing. It's like no 100%. different than any other sport, is it? I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to... No, please don't. I want to keep a lid on it, but... I just think it's looking pretty good. Oh, we we should be confident mm. as supporters. I think we are nicely positioned. Yeah. Just got to get it get the job done. We do. Starting on Wednesday at 5.30, which I know you love. Oh, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't it? No. No, but I know some people will find it hard to get there. But as Christine said on the show on Monday, Christine Finnegan, the CEO, 
it's, well, as AJ said too, the Hurricanes would have played at any time of the day. Yep. You just got to take it for what it is. It is what it is. Um, and if there's any people, bosses around Hobart who aren't letting you give come on. half an hour early come on, on Wednesday, then yes, you need to reevaluate where you're working at, I reckon. Yes. <laughs> Public holiday. Hey, uh, we had the Boomers last night too. Um, they had a 14-point win over Korea the in of the Korea. Asia Cup qualifiers, which is why we're not playing NBL this weekend because we've got the FIBA window. Uh, Kai Savage was named in that team, didn't play, but Taron Armstrong had seven points and five assists, so well done to the guys. Uh, Jacob Furphy, he represented Australia at the 2024 Basketball Without Borders Global Camp in Indianapolis and won the Sportsmanship Award, Tim, which was good. He was one of three Aussies in attendance. Out of Tassie's top players in the under-20 nationals, he's the one considered to have NBA traits, according to Hamish. He's that quote, H. Hamish's... Quote. Well, we need to work on. We need to get him that Furphy sponsorship as well. We do. If he's going to go to the NBA, yes. Can't believe um, they haven't jumped on that already. Haven't talked to you about cricket too much today, apart from the the wonderful no. girls, of course. So we're looking for the three peat tomorrow. But uh, Tassie's Shield match ended in a draw. Your man Lemon, Caleb Jewell. Yeah, he came good. Outstanding. Two twenty-seven. That's a good sign for the rest of the season. We spoke about that. That he might have taken a bit of confidence. Out of the one-day game where he got 60 or 70. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said, didn't we, that he was a key cog if we're going to go all the way. So that was certainly pleasing. I'm not going to lie, though, Brent, I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> Shield cricket just keeps disappointing me, if I'm totally honest. That was a game that both time teams could have won and no one tried to win it. Mm-hmm. So you would have... Um, declared earlier? I think Tasmania could have declared earlier. They could have put the foot on the gas earlier in their second batting innings to get as many runs as you want. I don't care about the runs, but they should have been bowling the night before. Why didn't they, do you think? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a reason. There's bonus points and all sorts of stuff now in that second inning set up. You were in the dugout, Tim, for the game. No, that was the one day, Brent. Oh, the one day, Um, sorry. So that was – I was a bit frustrated with that from a Tasmanian point of view, and I know the wicket's flat at Bell Reeve, and it's hard to get wickets on the last day. But I also know to get wickets on the last day, you've got to set a team a total that they can get. So they're constantly chasing and playing shots, which – allows you to create opportunities. So that was my first one. Tassie should have bowled the night before. Even if it was 20 minutes. Show the intent that you're trying to win the game. Yep. Then the, the game, did you see the score when the game was called off? Yeah. I, I was so a little Western surprised. Western Australia were two for 260 or whatever it was. Just got two hundreds. You got two guys, yeah. two of the best players in the competition, yep. on 100, mm-hmm. not out. And for the next 25 overs, you're chasing eight and over. I, I Why wouldn't they have tried to get there? I don't know. I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. You've got Hilton oh, Cartwright here. coming in. Yeah. Aaron Hardy, Josh Phillippe. you got Cameron Green on 100 and Cameron Bancroft on 100. Mm. You need eight and over. It's like know. chasing 160 in a 20-over game. I thought I was missing something, but I what, thought it was exactly the same. What is going on? Why aren't teams trying to win games of cricket? Mm. Both teams could have won that game and neither tried. I, f- I just find it frustrating. And I know it's easy for us because we're not involved and Tassie are probably saying, well, we'll stay on top of the ladder. And WA are probably saying, well, if Tassie won't win, we're, we're still right there with two games to go. So they sort of cancel each other out. But I just think it's... it's yeah, not good for the game. No, it's not great for the game. Like, it, I mean, I probably would have gone and watched. 
with the two batters that were in and the game mm. being up in the air. And I also think as well, like you want to see if guys want to play cricket for Australia, you've got to win games for your state. And you've got to stand up in moments like that afternoon. So we would have loved to have seen Riley Meredith steam in and bowl them out. Yep. From a WA perspective, man, Cameron Grandcross, 180 not out. What a statement that is to the Australian selectors before the New Zealand tour. Mm. I've won the game and I'm 180 not out. You want to see players performing under pressure when the game's on the line, not in second innings when we're just playing for draws. I tell you who performed under pressure when the game was on the line, Tim David, who was oh, wasn't that a finish his last Whew. month since he's left the Big Bash? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Holy hell! <laughs> like he forgot his bat in the Big Bash, and now he's absolutely. Smoking them. Yep. And he's going to be crucial, Brent. We spoke about this, haven't we? Like in the World Cup, lower wickets, you need guys like him who mm-hmm. are big and strong and can muscle the ball over the fence. And he's flying. And the confidence that he'll take out of what just happened in New Zealand in a high-pressure moment, winning a game for his country, he could go to another level. And yep. he's, he is the missing cog in our T20 cricket. I know we've just won a World Cup, the World Cup before. But we traditionally haven't had those big, strong, powerful batters at five, six, seven. And and he is someone that's trained his way into that spot. Like, you don't see him in Australia. Everyone's trying to play shield cricket. Tim David's never even tried that. He has trained himself for this exact position, and he's starting to come into his own. And I think you throw, again, I'm, re- I'm really starting to like our team. I think we can go all the way. If you put Wadey back into that team at seven as well, I like the dynamic between them. They're two very different builds, hit to different areas, know each other well. Then, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew Wade coming in at seven, as well as he's playing at the moment. You've got Glenn Maxwell, you've got Warner back in form. Travis Head hopefully finds his feet. It's going to be a hard team to beat. Absolutely. All right, that is our segment wrapped up right there. I want to talk to you about uh, some good news during the week too, about Jess Wooshner, a good friend of the show. Coming home. We'll talk about that uh, after news, sport and weather. It is SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Taylor Swift fan, Tim. How can you not be a Taylor Swift fan? Oh, look, what's I, going I, on? I appreciate her work. Don't get oh, me wrong. And I would have, I would have actually liked to go for the spectacle, but I can't say I have this pumping in the car. I have at the moment because my six-year-old daughter loves it. Did you not take her? No, I didn't. Why not? You're cashed up. You could have got a VIP seat little bit somewhere. Little bit oh. We'll take her to the next tour. Well, actually, yeah. What did she do? 45 songs or something. Incredible. 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 What about some of the drone footage of that crowd? And mm. nothing looks better than the MCG full like yeah, that. Yeah, that was pretty special. All the cameras on, do it like it's. It is. It's special. You're right. Morning, gents. Tim, is it true that you only played the first day last round? Yes, we know that's true. True. Uh, only intend to play day one this round. Uh fifty-fifty. Are you rotting the system to qualify for finals? That's from Justin from Dodgers Ferry. Thanks for your text this morning, well, What's rotting the system? Just playing when you want, I'm kicking blokes out the of the team. I'm not playing. I'm not kicking uh, guys out of the team. I'm playing when we're short. How can a, so your no, team not short? How's I am not rotting the system. I'm helping my club. Hang on, your and team, it should be commended. Your team would not be short. It's a first well, yeah. grade cricket team. 
are you talking about? We were a little bit short. Short on what? Well, we had three guys go out in, out of into the state team. So right. we had another couple of guys who'd played the second 11 game during the week. So they were on lower loads. And we have a young star in our team called Lewis Smith, who's coming back from a knee injury and can only bowl sort of six oh, or seven overs. So Thank goodness for you then. I know. To save the day. I know. And and what look, would they do without And that? if I happen to qualify for finals, it's a big <laughs> if, we also need to make the finals. So... Yeah, I and I've said if someone misses out, Brent, because I'm playing, I won't play. It's doesn't simple sit, as that. Doesn't sit comfortably with me, Tim. Well, do you know what doesn't sit comfortably with me, Brent? Is we've just got a text through from David that says Beck White has just gone on Triple M this morning. Yeah. With Tubes Taylor. Yeah. Clearly, Brent is the issue. No, it's not, David. Don't buy into Tim's stupid narrative. And I feel like Tim. Shut you know, up. We're it's, trying to build relationships we, in Tasmania because we want people to come in here and hey, feel welcome and want to come on our show and have a bit of fun with us. Tim. And Tim. you took a pot shot at Tim. the opposition leader a few years ago and she yes, she hasn't forgiven you. A him. few years ago. Beck and I get on super well. Oh, oh, no, clearly you know. don't. We do. Clearly you don't. We do. I'm going and to, stop Hamish, talking crap. I'm going to have to extend the, the olive branch. Tim here and try and get them together Tim. and say, can we thrash out the issues that you two have got here? Obviously, you've taken Tim, offence to Brett's shut up. rudeness a few years ago, but... <laughs> That's it. I've turned his microphone off. He's talking absolute rubbish. Stop buying into his stupid narrative, people. Okay, Tim, it's did not it, a thing. Did it happen or did it not? That happened, okay. but it was, in, it was fun and frivolity, and I actually spoke to Beck after that and said that and we explained and that was okay and we've we got on well mm-hmm. we no, just it love seems, it seems like it we'd love yep. for that for anyone from labor to come on the show just as you said to give both sides no, of the story you clearly your besties obviously another text in here painy what are your thoughts on ct selling off bell reef forget tay tay lads pearl jam tickets on sale today cheers flash from the trope i like it i like it it's a little bit outdated brent i've touched on that a few times um uh, our CEO, Dominic Baker, spoke last uh, last week, I think, on probably another radio station. He's probably got an issue with you as well. doesn't want to come on here. Uh, <laughs> about the lack of nets and how the now you've got the female program, the male program, big junior programs. Bell Reef isn't a big enough facility to, to house all of the programs. And they're only going to get bigger. Um, the facility itself in terms of change rooms and whatever is a little bit outdated. So... Don't mind them moving off-site, getting a high-performance centre, but what happens to Bell Reef? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, really interesting. Maybe a nice community ground and Clarence can still play footy there and knock mm. a few stands knock down. A few stands and down, yeah. Like yep. Maybe a few cafes, Brent, a little body fit training gym over there somewhere. <laughs> maybe in the footprint would be nice with some cafes around it. You could you actually be joining up soon, won't you, after I completely dust Hammer, you when's basketball? the basketball game? Have we got a date? No. Shake of the head. It can't be far away, Tim. We've talked about it for far too long. It's got to get done. Uh, speaking I'm of ready. which... I, I could go right now. I've, here's a basketball. We've got one in studio. <laughs> Do it properly, Tim. We're off to a break. SEN Tassie Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Here's a good tune, Tim. No, I'm going to do it properly. Back yourself in. I'm going to do it, no, I'm going to do it properly. Song I'm going to go and... Get a contact with Beck White and see if I can extend the olive branch. Get us on the Harcourts open line. Harcourts results for you. 0437 552 535. Back with Tim's favourite segment, Questions Without Answers, after this. (laughs) 
Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Over to you, Timothy. You can have the new ball today. Well, we've already touched on this one, Breno, but uh, was it a joke that Will Magne didn't win Defensive Player of the Year? Milton Doyle not happy. Yeah, it was. He should have won. Can we get the... Um, audio, Milton Tim? Is that, is yes, that audio. For? That's the word I was after. On Monday night, is there any guy from the team that jumps out of you that you would expect to come away with an award of some sort? I'll yeah. speak, let me speak on that one. If Mags does not get Defensive Player of the Year, it's a joke. So you can make that a headline or however you want to put it. If he don't get Defensive Player of the Year, it's a joke. So that's a joke. Yeah, both. Yep, there you go. And Milt's a very um, quietly relaxed, spoken. quietly, doesn't say much. And he interrupted the coach to deliver that. <laughs> yeah. so I love that, go. though. Yeah, it was I great. love that. So, yeah, joke. Absolute saying that, Shay Ely, very good player. Yeah, no doubt. But no, nah, some of the stuff Mag's done this season has been out of this world. Tim, you've wanted some time on this today, so here's your moment, All my right. friend. What should happen next with no, Taron Thomas? Should happen, but I just want to throw a hypothetical out there. Mm-hmm. What if we do our due, due diligence as a football club in Tasmania? Damn it, you got it right. We've got X amount of years before our AFL team plays, you bring him down, put some good people around him. Like who? Fags. Well, he's not Bolts. here. You need, well, people, some, you need people on the ground. Absolutely, we do. Who would you put in? Well, I'm not sure yet because I haven't seen who's around this VFL squad, but do you bring him home, help him rehabilitate? Like North Melbourne have tried, but maybe bringing him home back to Tasmania in some surrounds that he's more comfortable in and there's less going on. Is there a chance you can get him back through that system? So he plays a year or two of VFL, which gives you time to see him and work with him and see where he's at. And then in 2028, has if he ticks a lot of boxes and there needs to be a lot of work done, don't mm. get me wrong, mm. and we don't condone what he's done, but sometimes it might take a second or third chance to get him right. Was it Sammy that said it earlier? Is it tough going back to another AFL club when you've got females on the board, etc.? Um, but he's allowed to rehabilitate mm, and become mm, a better person. Mm. Yes, he's stuffed up a couple of times, but it doesn't mean that he's going to do it again. It mm. doesn't mean he, that it won't. It can't change. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah everyone can change. Yep. Um, and maybe bringing him home to Tasmania, putting him in an environment that he's more comfortable with and... and the difference that Tasmania have got that other AFL clubs is we've got a two or three year run to, to not only have a look at him, but to work with him before you put him back on that stage. Oh, actually, this is a serious question. I'm not trying to be funny. Would you be willing to mentor someone like him if he was to come back to Tasmania? Yeah, of course. And I'm someone who's made some mistakes. So... I'm. I, I see when things like this happen, and I know it's. Don't at all condone it, but I like to see people, like to see the best in people, and like to think that you know, with the right advice and the right people around him in the right environment, you can get him back on the right track. Or maybe I'm too optimistic. 
But I also don't have any first-hand information on, on what it is. I don't know him from a bar of soap. But I'm just thinking, if I'm Tassie Footy Club, I've got this Tasmanian kid who's made some mistakes. He's in a big city in Melbourne. There's a lot going on, a lot of distraction. Let's bring him home. We've got a big block of time where we can do some work on him, do some work with him, get to know him more. And then if we get to the point where he's, geez, he's doing everything right for a number of, for two years, then maybe we look at him. Tell you what, purely talking about football, he'd light up the VFL. Oh, he would. <laughs> but it's a, like we've spoken about, professional sport is around, he's about so much more than just playing it. And he's yep. got some areas oh, no that he needs to work on. No doubt. Undoubtedly, North Melbourne are at, at the end of their tether with him. If, if, but if, potentially, do Tassie look at him as a long-term project? If North Melbourne can't help him, though, even after two or three chances, how how are we going to do that better here? Well, it comes Just down... Just because it's being home? It comes down to him. It does. So, and sometimes so, you've so, got to hit rock bottom yeah. before you start going up. Yep. And maybe he was getting used to getting away with stuff. Because when it happened last time, they put him back and they signed him up and, and he played again. This is the job might need. This yeah. time, mate, you're done. Yeah. And no other AFL club's going to pick you up. Maybe your only chance back to AFL is in Tasmania. You come back, you work a job, they put all sorts of things around him that he needs to tick off Mm -hmm. and to support him. And by 2028, you've got a different, hopefully a different person, a more mature person, and we know a bloody good footballer. Mm -hmm. It would be worth exploring at least. Let us know what you think on the Harcourts open line. Harcourts, more than just real estate professionals, 0437 552 535. Where to for Taryn Thomas, do you think? Give us a call too, 1342 1533. Well, we're on the Thomases, Brent. Should the Jack Jumpers sign Sire Thomas? And by the way, well done for getting the interview. Oh, thanks, Tim. Nice compliment for a change. And didn't it go nuts? On the socials. Got a bit of traction, didn't it? Through the NBL, particularly. But he is keen, and here's a bit of uh, audio from Brent Costello's, what would you call it? Interview, Tim. No, but it's a... Um, deep dive? Into, no. um... Yeah, that'll do. Can we hear the interview? Is that something that is in the back of your mind to come out here one day, maybe? Uh, you, you never know. Um, you know, I never want to turn down any options. Yeah, I'm not turning down no offers out here, so... I'm available. You hear a lot of good things about the NBL. So, like, um, you respect all players from all over the world. Um, obviously, the NBL is um, something that's, you know, popular and people talk about, especially in the States. So, you know, hoopers respect real hoopers, and they got some real good basketball players out here. I think exclusive is the word you're looking for. Was, thank we you. worked out during yep. that. Well, I'll tell you what else I can't agree with. I totally agree with what he said there. Hoopers respect real hoopers. And that's why I don't really respect you all that highly in that space. <laughs> God, you, you are so in for it. Seriously. Um, to answer your question, uh, I'm not sure because he's had his injury concerns, hasn't he, over the journey? He's 35, I think. Is he a little bit older? But I mean, look, this oh, guy's played 400 yeah, NBA, yeah. Games, uh, NBA games. So I'm I mean, sure he'd be okay. Yeah. So, look, yes. And he goes from playing, what, four games a week to, to one. To, that's right. Maybe two. two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Teams are definitely going to try and sign him. Tim. Do he, we need him, though? Well, that's it. What do you know about him? He, he he's good mates with system? Jordan Crawford. Is he? So that's the spot he'd be taking. Yeah. 
Well, if he's a team player, it'd certainly be exploring that option. But if he's not, he doesn't fit into the jack jumpers. You're big on that, yeah. Well, I th- the jack jumpers are big on that. Yep, yep. Rightly so, too. It's working well. Hey, Tim, if you're a rival BBL team, which you are to us, looking for an all-rounder, would you be picking up the phone to Mitch Owen's manager if you hadn't already after hearing his comments on this show on Monday? Here's some of what Mitch had to say. Very frustrating. I think I'm, I'm okay with not playing um, with the team we've got, and I understand there's there's a lot of good names in that. Um, it's, I guess the kind of frustrating thing is if we're not we're not really winning. It's it's frustrating to sit on the sidelines for a long period of time. I've still got a year left on my on my Hurricanes contract, so right now. Um, I mean, I've I've spoken to to my manager and that, and and kind of said, you know, I, I just want to play, really, um, <laughs> pretty simply. Uh, but no, I've still got a year left, so I'll I'll be probably seeing that out um, unless something was to happen, which I don't think would. How probably be seeing it out unless something was to happen. A contracts, so he's up for grabs. You think? Absolutely. Even with a contract, what does that mean in the BBL? Nothing. You just Nothing? trade. Yeah. So, Brent, to answer your question, if I was involved Which you are. in a rival BBL team, you are. if I hadn't already spoken to him, <laughs> after hearing those comments, I would certainly be reaching out. Okay. Okay. And I've said this forever. He should. He, I think he's played 15 BBL games. He should have already played 40. Yep. We should have invested so many more games into Mitch Owen mm-hmm. at a BBL level. And he's shown this year when we have invested games into him in state cricket, the ability that he's got. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him as a Tasmanian and as a Tasmanian boy that he is, I'd love to see him playing for the Hurricanes. But if he's not getting the opportunity that I think he has to move, he's at that level now where he has to, if he's not going to be getting picked in that team... And if they are going to continue to sign overseas or rounders that take his spot. If he's not good enough, that's another story. But he certainly is. That is questions without notice here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Quick one off the Harcourt's open line. Thomas will be playing for Geelong or Richmond within two years. I'm assuming that's uh, Taron, not Isaiah. Do you think, Tim? <laughs> I'd imagine so. <laughs> I imagine what do you think so. about that? Do you think Unless be... Geelong are entering into the NBL. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, we're coming, going, going to our last break of the morning and we're going to come back and wrap up the show next. It's been a big week here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We thank Kubota for their support. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Hope you have a good Friday. We'll be back to wrap it up next. Agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Brent, touching, touching me. Wow, touching you. Finish it. Finish it strong. Sweet Caroline, da da da. Good time seems so so good, so good. No, it's horrible. Not too bad, Tim. Yeah, no. Look, ba, ba, I don't ba, think you're going to win Australian Idol or anything, but it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I'm just proud of you for having a cracker. Better than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but look what I've done. I've got the, got the ball rolling. You I? did. You did. Hamish is up next. So, Hammer, you think of your yes. song for Monday? Well, what did you do at my birthday, Hammer? You had the tambourine. 
Horses. Horses. Yes. Oh, okay. Tom, I get horses we'll ready, please, for Monday, for Monday morning. Hamish Spence is going live <laughs> on the airway. How good would it be? Hey, good show this morning. Have you got any suggestions for our Banjo's Bakery local sports performance of the week? Banjo's Hobart bakes fresh on-site every day. Visit your local Banjo's Bakery. Send us your nominations. If you're listening to SEN Tassie 1629, our man Sammy Edmonds coming up next with the captain's run. If you're listening to SEN Track 1611am, you've got Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Good luck to you tomorrow, Tim. You're Thank out you. in the middle. Thank you, BC. Good, good luck, luck to luck. our girls in the WNCL. And good luck to Hamish with extending the Olive Branch to the opposition leader. That's all we've got time for. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you Monday morning.